This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I'd like to share with everyone a fascinating, literally a fascinating uh, story with the Ponovich, Ponovich Yerov, Ponovich Yeshiva. His name was Rabbi Yosef Kahneman. Now listen to this. Many years ago, we're talking about many, many years ago, they, uh, he opened up a yeshiva. He opened up a small yeshiva. And what was going on is, he had uh, one house that the first graders, second graders were there. The second house was like the fourth and the fifth. Each house was like, you know, wasn't put together. There was a very, very hashuv bishop. And he had a huge amount of land. And he said, I'm selling my land. It's really worth double the amount. I'm selling it for 25,000. And back in the day it was rubles. I'm selling it for 25,000 rubles. But, as he put it there, it's gotta be all cash. It's gotta be all cash, ready to go. Yeah. The Ponovich Rosh Hashiva of Yosef Khanim, he says, oh, I got it. Bizarre Hashem. When he go, I speak to the bishop. He goes to the bishop and says, listen, I need that land. I need this. Please, I beg you. So he says, Okay, do you have the 25,000? Give me a month. You'll have everything. So he says, Okay, you got to give me something to deposit. He goes home. His father-in-law gave him a dowry of 5,000 rubles. So he tells his wife, he says, I'd like to invest this 5,000 rubles into this. You know, I, what's going to be with our Parnassah? What's going to be with this? But this is very, very important. He went all out. He physically went all out. He says, I'm going to go all out for this. He went ahead, he gets to the bishop, 5,000 rubles. Here you go. Puts him as the down payment. Now he puts it as the down payment. He's going around to collect. Now he, he, he knows donors and he's a very, very popular, popular rabbi. So he goes to one, oh, I just put an investment, I'm waiting for my returns. In six months, I'll guarantee you, I'll be able to cover a few thousand rubles, just give me a few months, six months. And the other one was saying, oh man, I just lent the lent person money, a lot of money, as soon as he pays me back. And each one was saying something else. And it was coming to the time where he had about three more days left. And it was over a Shabbat. Came Shabbat, who comes over? His in-laws, he come, came over. And they see now his daughter, their daughter is like, says, what's the matter? He says, oh, you know, my husband took the 5,000 rubles and starts saying, oh, you know, and this. So now they're getting upset. What would you do? You're going to lose the money. You're going to this, you're going to that. He says, don't worry. Shem's in charge. This is what I'm doing. I did it for Hashem. I didn't do it for my own honor. I did it for Hashem's honor. He goes ahead and he goes to the Bemidash. And he's learning, like, like it says, Lule If it wasn't for the Torah, how many people would just like, just like, oh, the Torah lifted him up. He went ahead, he opened up his Gemara, he opened up the Torah, he sat there for about four, three to four hours just sitting and, and learning. Just sitting and learning. He didn't even open up. Finally, he looks at, he looks at his watch, looks at the time, it's 2 a.m. He ends up going, ends up going back to his house. And he ends up going back to his house. And he sees over there, 
His lights are open. He's like, what's going on? Why are my lights open? He says, what could, it, what could be? What could possibly be? Two o'clock in the morning. He opens up the door. He sees two wealthy men. He says, ah, how can I help you? He says, Rabbi, we have great news for you. He says, yes. My daughter is marrying this man's son. And we all, I'm putting a dowry and he's putting a dowry down. I'm putting 10,000 rubles and he's putting 10,000 rubles. And we want you to hold it until the wedding comes. Then you'll, you'll be the shomer to give it us the wedding day. So for the, for the, for the, for our children. Can you? So he says, listen. And he says, I don't have a safe in my house. I don't want to be responsible for 20,000 rubles. But one thing is for sure. That if you give me this, in six months, I'll return it back 100%. He says, okay. No problem. We trust you, the rabbi. No problem. Here's 10,000. Here's 10,000. Here's 20,000. That night, he's like, I have six months to pay this back. And he'll get it done. Like he remembered the, the wealthy man said in six months. Of, okay. What does he do? He goes ahead. And uh, he goes to the He stays up all night. Waits till the morning. Goes to the bishop. Tells the bishop. He says, here's the 20,000 rubles. He gives him the rubles. And he now owns... In Bnei Brak, the, the, the property, if you ever go to Bnei Brak, you have the whole, uh, Yeshivat Panovich. He owns the whole entire area. It's a huge area. You go to the Bnei Midrash over there, I went. The huge, forget about it. And he closes the deal. And now he's happy, Baruch Hashem, she was going to come back. Comes back home. Who does he see? The two wealthy men are there. He says, yes, how can I help you? Says, Rabbi, remember a few hours ago we gave you. Says, yeah, of course. He says, when we when we finished the meeting with you, we went back home. I went back home. He went back home, and they told us that my daughter and his son they they said neutrally. They both said, I don't think it's going to be the best uh, shiduch. Let's just hold off. Both of them they agreed to it, so we want our money back. Says, wait, wait, wait. You said six months. Says, you're right. Six months. We'll give you six months. No problem. He'll give you six months. We'll give you six months. To, right after that, the Panovich Rosh Hashiva, he says over the story, says, he's saying over the story and saying, I never knew where anything was going to come from. I never knew where it was going to, but he knew one thing. When it comes to serving Hashem, if it's a need, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fulfill that need. And that's the same thing that happens in time and time again. Nagdimon ben Gurion. In the Gemara on Yutet Amudbet. Yutet over there it says, It says a, sp- a specific story about Nagdimon ben Gurion. And he also did a, a story for the Klali sale. What did he do? He went ahead and he was Yushalayim. And it was in Jerusalem. They were all going for the Oled Egel. They didn't have what? They didn't have water to drink. It was a drought. They didn't have water. He went to a very big emperor and says, listen, if you give me 12 wells of water, like huge wells of water, I'm telling you now, I guarantee 100%, I'll give you, if I don't, if I'll give it in return, give me one year. If I don't, I will make sure I'll give you basically a lot, a lot of money. And like, you know, he's a humongous billionaire. He says, okay, let's do it. He did it. But then he said, I'll drink. He has one year. The year is up. That morning, the emperor comes to Nagdimon ben Gurion. 
And it says, listen, you owe me uh, money. Why? It's why. It says, because the wells are not filled. You promised me if it doesn't rain within that year and you don't fill my wells up, you fulfill your promise. He says, the day is not over. He went to the Beit HaMikdash. It says, he went again. He went to the Beit HaMikdash and he said like this. He said, Hashem, you know, I'm not doing it. For, I never did it for myself. I never did it for my honor. You know deep down, I never did it for my parents' honor, my, my father's honor. I did it only to honor you, Hashem. And now that being said, Hashem, help me. In a moment, it started raining. It started pouring. And all the wells got filled. Now he goes to the emperor and says, now you owe me money, you're overfilled. <laughs> he says, yeah, but there's one problem. It's already night. It's already sunset. You owe me the money. He went back to Beit HaMikdash. Please, Hashem, I beg you, save me, help me. It says that the clouds opened up and they saw the sun. And it says three people that the sun stopped for. Yoshua, Benun, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Nagdimon Ben Gurion. And why? Because Nagdimon Ben Gurion, what did he do? He went ahead, he says, this is something that's needed for Amisel, something for Neisel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always there, no problem. He's always there for everything. But in Amisel, you'll see miracles. You'll see open miracles happening. And this is a lesson that we have to learn. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always there, always watching. And we got to do our part. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.